Welcome to Imperfect Allies. My name is Chris. And I'm Richie. And we're here to talk to each other about what it's like to be white and what it's like to be black in America. Our goal is to have a candid conversation about race and how it impacts and intersects our daily life, as well as our country. The episodes offered here are based around real, candid conversations that Chris and I have that are available if you support the show. From those conversations, we take a deep dive into topics that we discover to better empathize and understand ourselves and our American culture. If you like the show, please comment and subscribe and reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter at Allies Imperfect. Well, let's start the show. Thank y'all for listening to Imperfect Allies. I'm Chris. And today we want to circle back to some conversations that we had previously about comedy and if we can laugh at race and identity and the world we live in today. And, you know, me and Richie got into a deep conversation, but our audio was a little hot. So we want you to persevere through this episode. It's phenomenal content and something that we believe everyone needs to hear. So please enjoy this episode of Imperfect Allies. I, I think we're going to touch on um, a little bit more uncomfortable stuff today, although we're talking about race every day. So that's pretty uncomfortable. Um, but let's talk about, you know, race and comedy. Uh, can we laugh anymore, Richie? I, I don't know. <laughs> that's a great question, man. I don't know. I don't know. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, one of the things that I have, what's happened to me, I got two questions about comedy for you and I'm curious for your thoughts. One is why don't I see black people in improv class? That's number one. I teach improv. Mm -hmm. I've been doing it for years and there's such a, a minority of people in there and, and not a lot of them even stick with it throughout the whole course or whatever else. That's my first question. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Richie. Um, so I, I have to, so I gotta be real, you know, in these conversations and as, as, uh, maybe it's because we're a minority group and, um, the reality of our situation in America is, um, it's, it's painful and rigid and tough and gritty. And so, you know, our authentic selves are, are birthed into reality. Like everything just needs to be real and true and authentic. And if it's not, man, it's going to be some whitewashed weak shit that we don't want to deal with. That's how it feels because okay. it's not being real. It's not being, um, it just doesn't, it feels too manicured. It doesn't feel, um, just in your face. And so improv is so protective. It's like, it's just, you know, there's so many rules to not infringe on. And if you infringe on, if you infringe on them, you can hurt somebody's feelings and it's just kind of, flowy and it's just it feels soft to be honest i love improv too by the way but it just wow. feels soft from okay. a black experience perspective feels soft that's so interesting man well and this is and and maybe uh, see so the reason that i love improv is or one of the ways is i can be and do whatever i want on stage and there are rules in that you know we we you know we don't want to be like sexually gross or whatever to somebody and things like that. There are some rules to like just human respect rules, mm -hmm. but I have, it feels, it feels to me like I'm almost my, my most authentic self up there pretending wow. to be somebody else. That's so interesting, man, because I can, I can, you know, 
I, I know how to be, I know how to confront people in improv. I know how to be angry in improv. I know how to be sad. I know how to be uh, happy. And, you know, I can express those emotions in whatever level I want to with really no um, real world consequences. And so I, there's a sense of like real freedom, you know? Yeah. And, and to provide whatever's needed for the scene that I have everything, I have everything inside of me that, that, that is needed. So there, I'm not lacking anything. So that's, that's why I, I, I'm so into, cause I, I would assume that, that for the folks that I've talked to, uh, that are black that have done improv, I, I don't know if that's the same experience or uh, we haven't really talked like this about it, so I haven't really questioned anybody about it. But to hear that it's like soft or weak, that's really, really interesting to me. Yeah, it just like basically kind of listening to your description of it, I totally see that freedom um, because maybe in your spaces you have to be so manicured. And so there you can be free, but in, in black spaces, you know, it's almost so gritty that like that's the expectation of just life in general, you gotta, you gotta point out, you gotta talk about the realness. Like, Hey, you know, you might get shot if you go outside. So let's just talk about it. Let's just be real about it. And then, you know, that, that becomes part of the DNA of black culture is, yo, we gotta be real about everything. Yo, that girl over there, she nasty. She a this, she a that, you know, that dude over there, you need to be real. Otherwise he's going to step to you wrong. Like you just got to understand the world around you. And if you are ignoring those truths, then I, you know, I can't trust you because you're not, you're not blatantly pointing out the reality that we live in and you might get us hurt or killed or I can't, tr I just can't trust you. You might be working, you might be a narc. <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't wow. know you. Wow, man. Wow. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm sort of speechless because it's, it's so, opposite. It's, so <laughs> it's such the opposite of my experience is you don't, talk about what's really going on and like in my regular life, right. In my regular, like sort of white people life, you don't really talk about what's happening. You talk about, you talk around it. You, you, how are you doing? I'm fine. That means nothing. That's a, that's a, <laughs> uh, you know, those kind of things where it's, it's, we're not talking about how we feel. We're not talking about the real things that are around us. And, uh, Wow. Now, so, the level the level that the black community can improve on is talking about the real deep, like introspective, interpersonal stuff. We can talk about the real external. We talk about that all the time. But where we could grow is the real internal stuff. And I think black people respect stand up so much more because it is real at all at levels. But then at the same time, you can get introspective a little bit. And so, you know, I think that's why that form of comedy uh, fits us better that in sketch versus versus improv. Okay, because I mean, all, you know, top comedians, most of them are black. You know, uh, Kevin Hart, number one in the world, I think right now, right? Chris Rock, uh, and then you know, uh, Richard Pryor, of course. I mean, there's all kinds of there's all there's just a ton of them that are um, that are up on stage, but they're not they're not in flannel shirts with other bearded, with uh, bearded white dudes. <laughs> yeah. They're and, not doing improv. They're not doing improv. Right. That's right. <laughs> and I, uh, I don't know, man, I, this is the, I, I was doing a set before COVID and, um, there was a, there was like three black people in the audience and I was, I was going over, you know, my tall jokes mm -hmm. about my tall bits about being tall. 
And I was looking, I was looking to, I was talking to a couple, a black couple that, and I was like, I said to them, I was like, I'm so glad you're here. I need, I need, we need more black people in my, in our lives. Mm-hmm. And they looked at me like I was insane. Like, and not yeah. like, not, and not even like, and not even like judgmental. Like, what are you talking about? What are you up to? What is your game? And I was like, I was sort of blown away by that. And as I talked, as I talked sort of, as I went through the bit more and, and talked with them more, I felt like their shoulders drop a little bit and like, you know, they're a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. But, but um, and that's, that's maybe, that's maybe part of it too, is that improv currently is a pretty white space. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's so, so uh, with comedy, it's funny because again our comedy is so different um and and i i i talk about this a lot when i talk to people about stand-up is you know the improv space or even the white comedian spaces the only real white comedian i feel like is uh burr um bill burr yeah bill burr you know he's blunt and real as hell right and there's a few other ones but they still they they end up in blacker spaces burr is the only one that i don't consider black in any any way um, but the rest to me are, are pretty, um, uh, you know, they're just, they're, they're funny. They're quirky. They're, <laughs> you know, imp- <laughs> you know, improv is quirky and, uh, creative and it's, it's, it's I, I can't come up with all the adjectives cause I don't use them that much, but, but being in those spaces, I ha- I get to be a little goofier and I get to, you know, be more e- eccentric. But it doesn't feel as authentic to me. It just feels fun. It feels like I'm playing games versus creating yeah. comedy. So right here, Richie, when we start talking about black improv and what does it look like, you know, I yeah, I feel like I did disservice to one of the biggest proponents of black improv that we talked about on a previous episode, Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon, and Wildin' Out is definitely an experience of black improv. And I don't know if anyone has or has not seen the show, but it's games. It's kind of like whose line is it anyway? If I had Mm -hmm. to compare, you know, whose line is very fun, quirky, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. Wildin' Out is more authentic. It's real. We're talking about some inappropriate things. It's it's just life in the black community. And and so I, I have to point out that is an amazing example of black improv. And do you think that you could bring something like that into your improv spaces? I mean, I think so. I, I think that uh, that uh, re- the idea of real improv or that we're, we're, we're dealing with tough situations, I think that it can happen. I just don't know where the audience is for it. Uh, because the audience for improv right now is um, there are just some things that you don't talk about um, and you don't talk about them in a particular way. And that's fine. Like that's fine. If that's what you want and need, that's perfectly okay. I just don't know like when, when with everything that's sort of been going on and changes in our lives and the way that uh, sort of uh, the racial stuff is happening in the country, like, I think people are unsure of what of what to do, like where where how to create those spaces, right? Uh, because yeah. for years and years, you could you could say a Chinese accent, or you could do a seventies black guy as a white dude, 
uh, and white audiences would laugh, but now they're not. Yeah. And, and whether that's, whether it's a level of authenticity, that's, that's a part of that or not, because, you know, um, or, I don't know. I mean, it just, it's like, you can't do it at all. Or, you know, from what I'm hearing from you, Chris is like, if you're authentic, that's fine with black folks. <laughs> like, yeah. We don't care. We don't care. It better come off real. That's, that's, that's the biggest that's, piece. That's it. Okay. That's it. So it's gotta, it's gotta be, it's gotta be genuine. Yeah. It's gotta be genuine. So like with my blackness, I'll say, <laughs> you know, I can think black and, and I can, I can come up and say what's good, but I know that I'm, I'm going to miss that handshake. <laughs> You haven't practiced enough. Yeah. Now. I haven't practiced enough. I haven't practiced enough. Cause I, you know, but, um, but there are things like just the other day, I mean, this is, this is this guy, I got my tire fixed and, uh, this guy came out and we had a black moment, man. It was great. Oh, yeah? It felt good. It felt good. Hey, Amen. We're, COVID, we're, we're in COVID. So we can't, you know, we can't really do, you know, shake or whatever, you know, but, he, he put out his fist, bumped it. Hey man, that's good looking out. Yeah. He's like you're, you're all right. And like, it was just great. It was because I, I felt like we, we connected. I was thanking him in a way that like, it just felt real to me and real to him. And it was just like, he, he heard, I heard it was great. It was Boom. fantastic. Exactly. Um, and getting that on stage, uh, getting those kind of things on stage from white people specifically. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to do it. I don't know. I mean, well, see, that brings us to this next part of our conversation that we had. And we'll play this clip for y'all is I had a um, fellow comedian that went full black <laughs> on stage. Uh, he, he's a white gentleman, but he went full black. And at first, you know, I was, uh, you know, I, I felt some type of way, but it was authentic. And and that is the key. That's the key piece. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and. I guess defining what authenticity means, it's hard because uh, it's one of those things that, oh, you know it when you see it kind of deal. Exactly. Whether somebody is acting or from a place of love and like, oh, I just, you know, connection or they're acting from a place of like mockery. Right. Well, you know. I, I heard this quote and I'm going to butcher it because I don't really have it down. Um, but it, it basically said it was like a business quote. And it said, your first customer needs to be your family because they'll tell you if it's authentic, right? Like they're mm. the people around you judge you to say, hey, yeah, you're good or you're not. And that's not negative criticism because some, I mean, sometimes it can be that the people just hating, but a lot of times it's someone going, mm, I don't think that's your lane. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's good man that's 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 good and i think you're right i think you're right and and when when white folks don't have black people in their lives mm. there's no family around you to tell you what's what that's true and so and the same with and this i mean i would i would assume the same with uh black folks having white people in their lives um I yeah I, I i mean i totally see that as uh it's a benefit but at this time you know, some people don't want to be put in the lane. Don't they? Don't want another person of a different race checking them, and it, and that's unfortunate because they, it could be a learning process. Now, not everybody's open for learning, but um, mm -hmm. but if we're talking about you wanting to express your authentic self, I say do it around people who are different from you as well, 
and see what the feedback you get. Because if you never do it, you never are you. So it's worth the risk. It's worth the risk completely. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. I agree. I don't know. That's that's how I interpret it. No, I mean, I think you're onto something too, because I think that's that's part of it is you are playing a game. You know, um, you 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 are playing a game. You you are trying to make up silly things with 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 your with your hopefully with your friends. You know, mm-hmm. and um, I guess I guess I know for me that went away at like I don't know eleven, maybe twelve. You know, like that make up stories or make up things like it, it became all about uh, at, at that time it turned into everybody was interested in girls and while i was interested in girls i was not interested in the way that the, <laughs> the other people around me were they were like let's have sex i'm like i don't know what you guys are talking about <laughs> you know that kind of stuff um, yeah and so so the, is there anything that and you know is there anything that uh, theaters can do like I was thinking about reaching out to Jubilee. That's a, it's a all black theater here in, in Fort Worth to like, mm-hmm. Hey, I'll, I, I'm, I have this skill. I'd love to teach you guys improv, you know, for little or no cost. I mean, I just don't, I feel like a lot of times, uh, silly when I do that, you know, mm-hmm. like when I go into black spaces and like, and I, I just feel, I feel silly and, and like, well, cause you're, I, I you're, know. You're no longer speaking the language that I assume you would speak based on your skin tone. Like when you reached out to the the the, the black couple at you're like, hey, we need more black people in the spaces. It's like, what? Y'all don't talk about real stuff. Why would you even mention this right now? Yeah, that's true, but you're supposed to just gloss over it. Oh wow, okay, mm. that's interesting. And so then you're going into a black space to to really say, hey, blatantly, yo, I noticed y'all don't do this, which is interesting. Can we talk about this? Like, whoa hold on white boy. Like you don't even have real conversations. What are you trying to do right now? This, you you must be up to something. I don't trust you. Right. Right. Yeah. And I get that. I get that quite a bit and it feels understandable. Absolutely. Um, to me, uh, you know, I went into, um, one of the bookstores here in Fort Worth and, and, uh, this is sort of the same thing. Like the lady behind the counter was like, she was like, what are you, I mean, she didn't say it, but it was like, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Yeah. You felt it. <laughs> and, and as we started talking again, saw the shoulders drop and like, Oh, I'm just here to buy this book. You know, I was looking for this thing and trying to support black businesses and stuff. And, and, and it, it but it still was weird. It's still, we got to a point in the conversation where, uh, especially talking, especially sort of what's been happening over the last couple of months, got to the point of the conversation where, I, I don't carry white guilt with me at all. Like I don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, uh, you've been really helpful in that, like just sort of, and, and lots of other black voices as well, but you particularly have been really helpful in that. Like, I don't, you don't, you know, I, I don't uh, have to carry that around or like have this mopey attitude or anything like that. Right. But there was a place where I was like in the conversation where it hit, Oh, this we're just, we are in two different worlds we are in two different worlds. And, and so how do we bridge that? Cause I think that's, I think that's, and maybe you, you, you tell me, is it my responsibility as a white person that has uh, skill and improv to teach black people to do improv? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it to I integrate think, in that way? I think, I think the, the responsibility is one that you should have the inclination to recognize that there's a disparity. That's first responsibility. Go, hmm, okay. okay. 
Then the second piece is to offer avenues so that black people can join in um, in okay. improv, which I think you do that as well. Now, the right. going and teaching improv is more tricky because, one, who's to say they want to do improv? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, um, that's, that's absolutely and, fair. So, so you have to, it's really, it's really difficult because we are in two different worlds. And so, you know, I think the, the, the benefits is pointing out what improv gives you and saying, Hey, if you want to check this out, I'd love to provide these benefits. Not saying, Hey, I think you need to do improv because you, you don't do it currently. You know, why mm. do it? What are the benefits to doing it? And, um, and that would be more beneficial because that's good. I, I mean, if it is just playing silly games, I don't know if that's as appealing. And 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 <laughs> to be honest, when I think of the games that I grew up playing that that maybe um, white boys did not grow up playing, I, I think they're vastly different. And um, not to say my games are better or anything like that. They're just different. And I don't see how improv is playing any of the games that I played. I just oh, that's why we need you. That's why we need you. So because so, I mean, <laughs> I, I could I could see a benefit in requesting black voices to create new type of improv games. And I know that there are some improv troops that are solely black, and and they mm -hmm. probably have a, a better um, um, mixing of the two different cultures. But but when you are the singular black person in the space, you don't feel confident in bringing your 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 type of improv i mean bl like black improv is playing the dozens if you know what the dozens are, <laughs> you know that's black improv <laughs> <laughs> well so i mean that's really that is thank you that is very good for me to hear i mean it was just insightful and because you know i didn't even think about the dozens being and if an you don't know what game. the dozens if you if someone's listening doesn't know what the dozens mm. are it's basically a, a series of two people maybe more roasting each other or insulting each other back and forth trying to say the most witty hurtful thing possible <laughs> <laughs> yeah think think your mama jokes that kind of stuff yeah just yeah, quick for sure mm -hmm. real fast real fast and it there's some tie over there's some holdovers in that to the to freestyle oh right? yeah and that kind of yeah kind of moves into that as well that kind of you're roasting each other trying to talk down to each other and stuff yeah and a perfect example you know um as a teacher you might be teaching in black spaces and your kids might be roasting you and you might not be prepared you might think i need to send this kid to the office um so i i was i'm a teacher and one of my students he goes hey mr beasley you know what's up with your hairline and then everyone just starts laughing and <laughs> I have to be quick. And I turned around and said, my hairline, what's up with your waistline? Because he happened to be a chubby kid. And the, <laughs> the whole class starts laughing. And that kid's not insulted. He's not hurt. He understood. He started playing the dozens with someone who knew, knew what they were doing. And he took right. an L. And it's okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's that's really interesting, too, man, because that is... You know, I think the closest that white culture has is roasts, and uh, that is a whole other. Because, because my friends and I growing up, we did that. 
right? We played the mm-hmm. dozens. We didn't know that's what it was called, but that's what we did. Yeah. And we're all now in their forties and we'll get online or something and still do that. Perfect. And, and, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun at the same time. Like it is not necessarily politically correct or, nope. you know, it, it, it has its place, right? It's not, um, you know, that kind of thing. So I don't know if that's this, I don't know if that would be part of it too, is, uh, this, you've given me a whole bunch to think about. I'm, <laughs> my, my brain is, my brain is going, uh, a hundred miles an hour. Ooh, we just got to talk to each other. We got to get together. We got to live together. We got to spend our money together. We got to <laughs> improvise together. Chris, I want to get real improv. I want to do it. <laughs> Man, that, would, that would be something. I would be so curious how real improv goes. Cause, um, ah, uh, I know we have listeners, and so I want to be respectful to all the listeners. But I, I was in the improv class, and the improv class got really uncomfortable because the realness was then taken out of it. I had one of my classmates who was very reserved, very um, sheltered. And he, you know, in improv, we want people to express themselves. We want you to get out of your box. And yeah. this guy, who he's a, he's a tall white guy, very much like yourself, Richie. Um, but his his cultural experiences to, due to his age, you know, when he was growing up, that was a certain type of culture during that time. So when he finally got out of his box and created a character, this tall white guy's character was a 70s black dude, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> which when I start when when he went into character, I was I was very caught off guard. But then when I saw how authentic his character was, I realized, yo, this dude actually has experience with this character. Like, he knows who he is right now. Mm. But he was condemned. He was called out. He never did improv again, Richie. He's never done improv again. Because what he did was so real that it was seen as offensive because of the PC culture of improv. And he was shunned. And that is what black people... I loved it. I was, I mean, most of our, most of the people in the class loved it because it was phenomenal, but I was most, I felt represented, <laughs> you know, like I was like, hell yeah. Okay. We in here. Let's go. I see you. And, and then it, that was shunned. And and then, and then I felt like I was shunned. Like, wow. Like, yo, wait. So the only blackness in this room has to be all on me. Yo, like, wow. It, it was just it was it was so inappropriate inappropriate for me that I felt less represented and I felt marginalized because my voice, which was not coming from me but was authentic, was then marginalized and said to be that. That is real interesting, man. And I'd be interested to talk more about that because, uh, as a as a like I told you before, like all my heroes growing up were black, mm-hmm. but as a as a white man, I've been told that I cannot represent them in that kind of way, right? I can't be the seventies black guy, even though I don't know how many hours and hours I've listened to Richard Pryor. And I, and I know that it, that's not necessarily integration, that's exposure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do, you know, and, and, and off mic, the things that we were talking about, how some of the personal experiences in my life have, they really have parallels with some of the, the, at least the types of things that black people deal with. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. I can just talk about that pretty openly. Like I have ADHD and uh, one, of the, one of the messages that, that you get with ADHD is you're lazy. And the other one that you get is you're stupid. Mm. And you were telling me that that's, that's similar, similar messages in black culture. Yeah, 
And so uh, that you receive. And so while there, while it's different, there is some solidarity there. And I have always felt connection with, with, with black culture, but always felt like, well, I, I'm not that, so I can't represent that. And especially in this sort of free, like what I was talking about before improv with this free, supposedly free space. That is a really interesting insight because I have never heard <laughs> a black person talk about, wow, I was represented by this tall, this tall white guy on stage. Cause he was, he knew who Dolomite was or he knew who, you know, whatever, like he understood that he understood that because probably he was in love with like, you, you know, you don't, you don't do a, a, a accurate representation representation uh, unless you love something, right? Yeah. True admiration is the only way that you can, um, you like Kobe and Michael Jordan, they're identical because how much Kobe Bryant admired Michael, you can't mm. copy something you, you, you disrespect. It's just not possible. Right. And, and we do have, unfortunately, a history of disrespectful representation oh my from God. white people. Right. Yes. Oh God. Uh, so much. And so, but what this is, this is also interesting to me too. And, and we've been talking a lot, so maybe, I don't know, but I'm, <laughs> I'm fired up. Uh, <laughs> I have only ever gotten that note that you can't play an ethnicity outside of yourself. I've only gotten that note from white people. I and, I have gi- <laughs> and I have, and I have given that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, such a, that is, and, and that I'm just, wow. now I'm fired up too. And I, I'll, <laughs> <laughs> maybe this is two episodes. No. This is a double episode. Awesome. Okay. Thank I'm you. fired up. <laughs> <laughs> this is it right here. Yeah. So, so, so speak to that a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So you, you see this so much, so much right now in the media with people getting fired left and right, left and right for little, little things and, you know, blackface. Okay. Have you seen, um, you've seen Tropic Thunder, right? Mm -hmm. Not one black person has a problem with Tropic Thunder and, uh, Robert Downey Jr. wearing blackface for an entire movie. Right. You know right. why? It was so mm. authentic. It was, oh my God, so amazing, dude. Like I watched him, mm. I watched, I watched Tropic Thunder just to see good black representation. How stupid is that? Wow, <laughs> Can you imagine? Wow, man. Because you got two black people on screen at the same time. You have this old school black brother played by Robert Downey Jr. And you have mm-hmm. this young gun black dude played by, I can't remember his name right now, who's like a rapper. And those two dichotomies are authentically true. Like those two people don't agree with each other. And they exist today in our world. And yeah. and, and seeing that is so awesome. But we live in this world now where, oh, that that's blackface and therefore it is bad. It's like it's it's missing it so much. It's missing the point. It pisses me off. Wow, man, that is you're blowing you're blowing my mind right now because uh, you know. <laughs> well, and I just I don't think I saw it. I don't think I saw where I was getting that instruction from. Mm-hmm. I was getting that instruction from from white people, and. There's a difference between someone who comes out, say on improv, and is like spouting the N-word or whatever else, or like trying to be like, I don't even know. There's a difference between trying to be, 
I don't know, like Lil Wayne versus trying to be Sidney Poitier or something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's a respect level like versus in a love versus like a caricature. Yeah. hundred percent. And I mean, I saw Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, performance and I was like, he he knows black people like that's oh uh, my god so every, <laughs> you know um that 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 i that i know older older black guy that i know uh that's an old head i mean that's that's what it is like yeah. that's just how you know i'm glad you and, know that <laughs> <laughs> you know that's that's but but to, but to my the white people in my life well no that's appropriation or that's misrepresentation or disrespectful and uh, that's just so so interesting man well and it's it's because if you uh, if you inauthentically want to fix racism then you got to stop all of it because i can't tell the difference because i don't really know enough so therefore just don't do any of it and it's Whoa. like, yo, I can feel you don't know what the hell you're talking about right now. I can feel it. You see, you, and and that's what we call virtue signaling. Like it's 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 bled over to now the 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 alt right is calling everything virtue signaling because they really yeah. don't know. But it used to be like, no, I can I can literally tell you, you don't know what the hell you're talking about, and so you are literally just virtue signaling because you 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 haven't spent enough time with us to really know what we're upset about. You know, and and this goes wow. to I mean, and Jemima syrup is so far removed from what from what the basis was that I get why you get rid of it. But black people weren't asking for that. Like, let's let's be real and talk about because every black person got and Jemima in the in the cupboard. So, yeah. So we're not tripping over and Jemima. We're, we're tripping over the fact that Breonna Taylor's police officers haven't been got yet. You know, so yeah. it's it's like this inauthentic this this very whitewashed whitewashedness <laughs> that can't even dig deep into understanding what racism is and understanding what black culture really is that they they prescribe anything that's black to be a problem and and it's 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 so unfortunate because we black people are still the losers you know what i mean like yeah man and and it's just well, especially I, to hear to hear you saying i felt represented like that 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 like opened my heart a little bit like i don't know i don't know man because it's it it is i don't know how to put words to it i'm not trying to mill mouth or <laughs> not be real i just don't know what it's a new thought what, we hadn't been here yeah. before <laughs> no no not at all not at all and because i feel like i could i feel like you chris beasley could completely represent me as a human being mm. yeah i never thought that i could represent you wow and that to me is a racist ass thought. Hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, let's, let's be real. Damn. Wow. And I didn't even. I didn't even see it. I did not even see it. And you. I mean, you know, there are white black comedians that I love. Um, and um, uh, uh, Gary Owens, a perfect example of that. Um, and Mike Rappaport gets in there too. But um, <laughs> Rappaport. Yeah, he's he's on the edge. Yeah, but he's, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I get you, I get you. Um, but uh, good days and bad days with that guy. Hundred percent. Like ah, man. Like okay, we know. You almost had it. You almost, almost had it, Mike. Like dang, that's the white side showed up today, Mike. What happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But when my buddy, and I'm not going to say his name, even though we're in the mm-hmm. paid section, I, 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 you know, yeah. I want to say his name because I care about him and I love him. Um, but 
when he went full into this character and i gotta say he was so reserved that every time i did comedy with him i was pulling teeth maybe because he couldn't be his authentic self the whole time and the moment that he was I wanted to tag in on the scene, but it was a one person show, which is, you know, if you do a one man show, it was at level five or six. Um, It's it's hard to do the same bit over and over. You have to stretch yourself. And he did. And it was the most I had ever seen from him ever. And it was condemned, just (laughs) condemned so fast. So sad. And it crushed me because I literally wanted to to be in that scene with him because he finally was someone I knew and I connected with. And that this Wow, uh, man. Wow. Oh, Oof, man. Well, that's good. information. I'm glad we got there because that this is something I think that may may need to like <laughs> think on and solidify or, you know what I mean? be able to present this this information because I think it's valuable. Well, and I don't know how because so um right we, you you were at uh one comedy house uh that mm-hmm. i uh, worked with are we allowed to talk about the comedy houses like openly and say their names and stuff what do you think i, I mean i don't know man i'm not i'm not associated with any of them anymore okay okay and as long as we don't I we're mean, not I, I don't i'm not trying to bad let me just yeah, say the comedy yeah. house that i was at that i was taking a lot of classes at you know mm-hmm. the they are very focused on protecting people, right? And that's important. It is important mm-hmm. to make sure that people feel protected, that they have a voice, and that it's a safe space. Um, mm-hmm. But but when it's inauthentic, like we're talking about, it it does become more um, maybe not oppressive, but in uh, in in non inclusive, non inclusive, yeah. because. Be- because we're we're literally not sure what is good and bad because we haven't spent the time, and so the the person that did mm. this, they were so they're so in on the top, they're they're like they are in power. Let's just put it that way. Sure. And they're they're they would. Okay, first off, I know they got the reviews. Let's put it that way, because everyone in the group all surrounded, everyone in that improv class surrounded this person to protect them. And then in our reviews, we were very open and honest about what happened in the class. And and I hope that that creates change. But from the individual, they never were, they were never strong enough to, to, to take on that burden of that flaw. Right. That that like you and I, what we're doing is it's it shows so so much signs of strength from us to admit where we're wrong, to learn from someone else. And mm. I don't see a lot of white people really do. To, I don't want to be pessimistic, but I just don't see people doing this authentic thing that you are and that my buddy was doing. It was admitting, look, I got some black heroes that I would love to emulate, you know, and yeah. uh, just frustrates yeah. me. Yeah. No, I mean, it's. Well, and it's, that's, that is, yeah, it's frustrating. It is frustrating because it's, you're, 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 it is just another way in which we're sort of secretly told that we're different or that we're separate or that we're, or that, you know, I mean, whites can't represent black people. Why? Yeah. Why? If if they if they love and respect and show deference to, why couldn't they? And that was Eminem faced that kind of same stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But that's that's the thing is like he loves hip hop, he loves rap, like he, so much, <laughs> so much, right? 
And I mean, I think he's had pretty wide acceptance. He's a man like everybody else. And so he's got his own anger issues or whatever other issues he's got. And he's got beef with people and whatever. I mean, that's that's just, that's just human stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, at the same time, it feels like he's very much accepted and part of as part of him. Same with the Beastie Boys. The Beastie, I mean, I don't oh, know. Yeah. What you, what, oh yeah. Know, what, yeah. So, which is different than Macklemore or <laughs> uh, sorry Macklemore, but like or or well, what's the other guy? Uh, the guy from Colville or whatever his name is. Got tattoos all over his face. Uh, it's just, no. Um, What's his name? Because a lot of people are accepted now, because because hip hop has yeah. been so um, immersive and and that's true. Why I mean, it's, it but is. it's different. Yeah, yeah. So that is uh, well, and in wow. when we talk about you know representing, I almost am told I need to represent white i need to present white i everywhere yeah. i go i have to present oh my god chris oh no you know what I mean? like but yeah I you, do. You, can, you can't what? even be on stage and present black you know that's it's just like wow yeah, man oh my not, god you're not allowed this it's just it's so weird man that's a oh. different racism we're getting deep right now because that oh my god that's I, real I, this is some real shit right here yeah i'm really <laughs> This is, and this will have everybody listening black white other redneck like this is real shit because it's just it's so it's so true and and this is what conservatives talk about democrats all the time i don't know if you heard the dumb stuff biden said today um no, some stupid shit probably he's he said <laughs> it's funny because i already know he's really old and he's from a different time period so when biden says something racist i'm actually for it because it's like yeah i mean look what look what Look when he was born. <laughs> like, like, let's be real. Uh, he's come yeah. a long ways. Can we give him credit for what he had to come from? But, um, right. but he said Latinos are really diverse. You know, they they're all kind of different type of Latinos. It's not like how it is in the black community. And no oh, man, and, and there's truth to what he's saying, but, but. But it's so wrong. It's so flawed. (laughs) Gotcha, gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, there there is black culture, and if you were in black culture, you all think about the same, 100%. But but you don't have to be black. Yeah, there's also, like, Caribbean culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's different... Yeah, yeah. There's African, like, straight-up African. Like, 100%. Totally different between American, black, and African folks who are coming in or immigrating or whatever else. And And that's why that word black, even white, I mean, both of those words are so imperfect because because there's so many different cultures in those groups and and so when i think black culture i literally only think hip-hop i think bet i think you know a very specific group i don't think african you know i don't think caribbean mm-hmm. you know and and but that's also because when you're in the group you you parse out different things more easily but sure, sure. and it's the same with whites like there's you know, white, white people and the like progressives and Southern white people. And you oh, know, yeah. like there's Christian white people and there's, you know, whatever mystical new age white people and Scientology. different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. Whatever you got to do. Like, but, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the same, there's, there's the same, the same thing, you know, uh, English people are not American whites. Not at all. Yeah. German people are not American whites and those, those kind of things. But the, 
Yeah. Anyway. Well, and see, also like my wife's coworker, she's from Italy, and so when she speaks, you already get that she's not white, or or at least in my culture, black people would go like she's white, but she's not white. Like I don't know why, but that happens because mm-hmm. to to uh yeah, it's just it's just part of it. And but I don't. Know, I guess we kind of got off the, the topic of <laughs> comedy and, and and representation. It's just. It's so interesting to me. I don't even know how we ended up here, but but that that rep, that that connection I felt to a white person being black as hell was really mm-hmm. really one of the coolest things ever. And and it's a shame that those things aren't allowed. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's you're onto something, Chris. Thank you for bringing it up, man. Because I don't I don't know how much more I have on it right now, but I'm really. Uh, I mean, I want to start listening more to like, this is, this is blowing my mind, especially when I just sort of talk out, you know, the things that I've already spoken about, about how I can, I can't represent you, but you can represent me. And mm-hmm. then I, that you were alone, you know, those, you said that you're alone and having to represent black people and like, oh my God, like, cause my joke. So, so my joke is, um, like the tall thing. I've got a whole, like, I don't know. I got a whole chunk on it. It's like, six yeah. minutes. But one of them is, is like, you know, a question that tall people get asked all the time is, um, uh, uh, how tall are you? Oh, how tall are you? Right. Do you, yeah. How tall are you? Right. And do you play basketball? Right. Mm -hmm. And to the black people in the audience, I was like, okay, now I want you all to follow me and see if this, see if this tracks. I think it's the same as when white people ask to touch your hair. Mm. (laughs) I think it's the same for me. Right. It's, it's, It's like, it's, it's it can be offensive it's not always offensive but it's always a pain in the ass yes <laughs> and they were like yes 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 they were like yep that's it yep you know what i'm saying and so and so in some on some level there was some representation there like there's mm-hmm. some you know like i don't know com- community there there's a little bit of that like shared experience in some way like different different scenario but shared like oh i know what that feeling is like yes you know and and so and that's but I shy, I sh- yeah well and i shy away from it too because in, in that night somebody said uh somebody said you know preach so i don't know what it was i was saying something and i just i just did the preacher that i grew up with mm. right? black preacher mm. black preachers and and i was like am i am i overstepping everybody laughed everybody had a good time and you started yourself. i did i did i was like oh no that's probably not great because i can't represent um, the, the preachers that I would watch over and over and over on Sunday or go to the church. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, that's horrible. You know, because, well, <laughs> but I, that's the thing is I, that's what I've been taught is that it's disrespectful and, uh, and so, almost, it's super offensive, but hearing you say that like black people don't have a problem with Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> not at all. That, that is, that is what, that is. It's almost the opposite of not have a problem. It's almost like, yo, can we hire him for like, can he run for president? Can black Downing Jr. run for something? He was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to your point of you, you said you were, you were being uh, your, your black preacher. You weren't intentionally doing it. You just kind of stepped into it. Well, I I did a comedy show at my church and I was attempting because I'm not, I'm not very pastoral. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I was attempting to step into black preacher and it was Mm -hmm. offensive. 
I could tell. Oh, wow. I, I made eye contact with my pastor on accident. She was not having it. Oh, okay. my God. And, <laughs> and it, it comes to the authenticity, right? Just because I'm Black doesn't mean I'm an authentic Black preacher. And mm. I really do. I, it was not a good representation. I never will do it again because I instantly noticed, like, yo, I am just stereotypical, you loud preacher right now. Like, this is not good. Mm. Versus you were really that person and you could tell because the audience was like yo i see who he is whereas when i did it they were like yo i see he's trying <laughs> <laughs> totally different Not the yeah, yeah. yeah wow well as always chris you have given me uh gems and jewels uh of wisdom and insight man i hope i hope the same i hope that we're learning from each other i'm hoping you're learning from me too so much so invaluable i mean so that i think this this topic right here is and this is great because we're both comedians and we're finally stepping into <laughs> yeah <laughs> some shit that we really know yeah like uh i mean we know a lot of you know what i'm saying oh yeah no i know this yeah, is yeah, yeah. Yeah. but um but yeah man i mean that's this is good this is good yeah, I never one. I like when we find stuff we didn't know was there. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I haven't talked about this situation since it happened, and I never thought of it from. I never thought of it as like, yo, this is racist. Like, yo, you was just racist to my dude, even though he's white. Like that was mad racist what you did. <laughs> I never mm-hmm. thought of it like that, but it was. It really yeah. was. And I, I used to get mad. Do you know who Julian Huff is? Uh, no. She's a dancer. She was on Amer- uh, on that dance. Uh, um, dang, what is it? It's a Dancing uh, with the Stars. Or yeah, Dancing with the Stars. She was one of the da- actual dancers, and um, she loved Orange Is the New Black. And so for Halloween, she dressed up as Crazy Eyes, and okay. and she did blackface, and mm. she got mur- like destroyed in the media, right? Okay. And and no one came to her defense that I saw publicly. Cause you know, that's scary to do nowadays, but, sure, sure. but in my own circle, I was like, yo, she was crazy eyes. She wasn't black girl. She was crazy eyes, like a specific character who everyone loves. And she was mm-hmm. trying to be that person as most authentically as they could. And, yeah. and I've always been mad because I always, I wrote this joke. There's no prim or the premise is there. There's no actual joke yet, but I wanted to do a, a YouTube series of me walking around dressed up as Neo and being mad every time someone said, yo, Morpheus. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, yeah. no, I'm Neo. I'm like, Neo. I'm Neo. You need to get it right. And they're like, but but you're black. So I can't be Neo? Like, you're mm. mad racist. And, mm. and, and so I, it's just a I don't know if other people feel this way, but man, it's very passionate. As you can tell, we've struck a chord with me. Um, Because representation goes both ways. Like, it doesn't have to be this, only this race kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Because it's it's more than, it's. well, you tell me. It feels like, and I've heard from other Black folks, that it's more than skin color. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there is a attitude and a thought pattern and a and a and a well a collective mindset or or just the the ability to understand, listen to other people's experiences to value uh, value experience over fucking what you do for a job. Yeah, <laughs> you know, th- thinking black, you're like that kind of added like that kind of idea. Um, 
And you don't have to be black to do it. You can step into it. I mean, a lot of a lot of people who aren't black who do think that way are in really black spaces. And and Mm -hmm. so they you know, we're human beings, we're social animals. And so you pick it up and then it's part of you, it's your authentic self. And it sounds richy like you have a lot of that in your past experience, but you were forced to not be it, which is another conflict. You know, I mean, internally conflicting thing is you can't be all that you were raised to be. Yeah, I mean, in a way, you know, and that has no, that's, to be painful. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. That is so interesting. Yeah, oh, I can't man. imagine because, well, I, I can understand because, because, you know, I come to the world. We all have to come to the social environment somewhat manicured, right? You, yeah. you just have to, but, but there, but depending on how much you're sca- you're, you're shaving off, that's, that's unhealthy at some levels. Um, and, and I think, you know, I'm, I know that I'm a very, uh, if we're going to be racist, like I, I'm very whitewashed for a black dude. Um, mm. but, it has more to do with I was just raised in these spaces that were not very black at all. And and so that's just who I am. So it's not like I'm really manicured when I'm in these spaces. I'm actually just honestly myself. Um, yeah. But I could only imagine how it would feel to have to shave off so much more of yourself like my godmother she is black as hell and it's not a front Mm -hmm. it's not it's just her and she left corporate america a long time ago regardless of all her skill sets my mom talks about how much smarter my godmother is and how how much better she was at the job she just could not stand having to not be herself every day and so she went in to be an entrepreneur and um, I could totally see that, Richie, if if you can't be your authentic self every day, man, because it's quote unquote offensive, like, ah, man, like we got to we got to allow you to be you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, man. That's I mean, I'm, I'm feeling that on a couple of levels. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me think on this for, for oh, yeah. real and, and we'll talk more about it because this is. This is. Yeah. It's heavy. It's new. It's real. Well, it's not even heavy. You know, it's it's. I mean, I, I mean, it's just that real, real. Yeah, <laughs> just, that's what it is. Yeah, you're you're speaking to a place in me, uh, from a place in you that is just so like open and vulnerable and 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 full of truth. That I, it's just not an everyday conversation, and so right. I gotta just I got to sit with it and. Let me think on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. That's all I got. That's all yeah. I got. That's beautiful. And, and, and that's perfectly okay. And I can't wait to, to talk again. These are always phenomenal. Yeah. And awesome, uh, uh, love talking to and you, so Richie. Let's keep in going. that clip, you, you really hear how amazing it was for me to see representation from someone that does not look like me, but I felt represented. And there is, there isn't enough of that in our world. And so that's why we get enclaved into these groups, right? I have to be with black people because no white person is representing me. So it must be a black thing. Well, no, it's it's a cultural thing, Richie. And and if we give space for cultural assimilation across race lines and color lines, we can really get to that post-racial world that we thought we were in with Obama. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm with you, man. I mean, to hear that, 
I don't, it breaks a lot of the, the training, the, the lessons is right. that, you know, you can't, you just don't look at that white guy acting black. Like <laughs> that's the first thought at the same time. That's a white thought, right? That's not a black. thought. Mm-mm. Hey, so thank you all very much for listening to this comedy, this episode on comedy. I, uh, we are going to talk about next week. I have been sitting with it. Chris has been sitting with it and we're going to circle back to it and talk a little bit more. So we really appreciate y'all uh, listening to this episode. I know the sound quality was a little crazy, but uh, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> Please support us on Patreon, um, on, uh, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter, uh, Imperfect Allies on Facebook, Allies Imperfect on Twitter because they got our name, you know. So <laughs> people jacking our name. People are jacking our name, man. So uh, thank you. We appreciate y'all very much. Uh, much love to y'all. Peace. All black everything. Black cards, black cards, all black everything. And I cross a black purse. Riding with a tillage. I can't more in depth if you